listening to For Better and Worse with Jess and Rage. We embrace yeah. the foop. Well, I mean, we can we embrace the foop. That that's our intro line. I was going to come up with something a little more clever, but that's all I have for now. Well, I mean, that does uh, tie into one of my my tidbits. Go off, One of my sis. intro tidbits. Let's just jump right in, Rach. We can jump right into the tidbits. We don't need any sugar coating. Um, I bought up a size in jeans. I just that did it. girl. Good for I you. I just did it. It was really hard for me because I was getting frustrated with the way that the jeans were fitting. And that's the key is and what I've heard. Because they were fitting kind of around the waist um and but they just weren't fitting my legs and it was really causing me grief and I think all women can relate to this it's like there's just this gene number that you don't want to get to because why fat phobia because I think of this number in my head and I was like I don't look like those people here's the thing we're getting older are we meant to be in the same size for the rest of our lives are we going to keep holding on to that no no you're getting older your body's growing still you're you're, it's changing i know welcome it and granted i now have to wear belts because they are too big in my waist but weirdly in the fupa zone tight but in the back we can fit a small baseball team but you know, but we love a good belt moment. Yeah, because that just really it. shows off the waist. Nothing wrong with the it. The slim thickness of your body. And here's the thing, guys: when you just put on clothes that fit, you are not thinking about your clothes. You're not thinking that you're uncomfortable. You're not like constantly aware. And if it really bothers you that much, just rip the size out of your pants. If yeah. it really is that disturbing to you. Yeah, I've really uh I've heard this trick of just like wear clothes you're comfortable in. Like yeah. if it's not jeans, fuck jeans. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I stopped wearing jeans for a while. Did I gain a few pounds? Sure. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, I the just issue feel like has come with the new wave way of jeans, which is the nineties way of jeans. The baggy bags. Which yeah, it's just like they haven't given enough stretch. So like it's just like my have you tried Abercrombie? No. God, no. A tip of the dick for you on this <laughs> is Abercrombie is back and better than ever. It really is. Really? 100%. Especially for my curvy girls. They have a curve line, and it's fucking great. It The, okay. the denim is stretchy. It's good. The tops are flattering. It's Honestly, I'm raving about it. I'm okay. here to say, check it out. And they have a curvy line? Yes. We'd never think we'd see that in early 2000s. It's an early 2000s. It's called growth. It's called growth. 2021, your growth, didn't we call it? I literally just never went in Abercrombie because I was just like, I couldn't fit. Me either. I couldn't fit in clothes. So it was like, I'm going to go to the Gap. See you girls later. It was my friends (laughs) um, wearing Abercrombie kids for me. Because you couldn't, I wanted to be that so bad. I wanted to wear two, two polos, both pop collars. I get it. But I was in the adult section since uh, since time. You, oh, I was I was the Arab. I was the Aeropostale brand with the two polos with the pop collar. You were not. I was. That's my way trash, Pink and green. Rage. Pink and green was my go-to colors. <laughs> Rach. But you were not an Aeropostale girl. You know that's lightweight trash. I mean, that's what I wore. I think it was because no I couldn't fit into Abercrombie. <laughs> I think that was the the thing. Okay. Also, I'm sorry about your trauma. From I'm sorry. I went hella wild back. for your apostle. You told me you didn't. And step foot. Oh my god. 
Hate to say I'm I too mean, bougie for it, but uh, I don't know. I'm three years younger than you, and in those days, those three years could have made all the difference. It could have. That's a good point. I mean, I, I mean, we both were around for the double pop collar, so yeah, we were both around, and it was just double everything. Like it'd be 90 degrees, and you're like barely air conditioned school, and you'd wear two t-shirts to cuff the sleeves, so you'd have never would I ever be layering two thick oh my shirts God. over. <laughs> Obviously, you were trying to make yourself look thinner. We're gonna just bulk up. Yes. In uh, the ruffled skirts. Oh, in the in the long tank. Pull the tank down to your knees, and if it doesn't touch your knees, it's not long enough. What is what? Honestly, ew. And it had like shitty lace. I mean, not oh, quality yes, lace. Yes, yes. But this is what I can't get my mind. Like what I really struggle with is like that was horrible. But in some twisted way, my mind was like, this will make my body look better. But now I'm like, we also, I'm like, I'm plus size crop top it, crop top it. We're going to hit it. So we don't accentuate. We knew nothing. We also lived in a time where contour didn't exist, where we just caked on fucking bronzer all over your face. Didn't matter where up to the cheekbone, all the way up to the bottom of the jaw. I really never got into makeup and I stand by this. I still, whenever I put on like a full face of makeup, I don't know if there are any beauty people that know what to do. It just like crusts off of me. I'll put on the primers. I put on the things and then this, but if I try to seal it with powder, which in fucking COVID times, you know, you need to do, um, with masks, it just would completely just, you know what I mean? Like Sahara desert, like just flaky, flaky, flaky gross. Yeah. I, that's about just switching your makeup up, but we all aren't blessed with the Roche skin. Okay. So Reese doesn't need makeup. Yes. Okay. Barely. We, we do, we do cover up. We do like, uh, yeah, what is it? Concealer. Yeah. Um, and I just bring it to my nose and my eyes and kind of pitter it out. Pitter, patter it out. Pitter it out. And then blush. Highlight. Do the brows. The brows are important. The brows. Also, we lived in a time where brows, the thinner, the better. Can yeah. we talk about that for a second? What did we do? We ruined our brows. And now yeah. we pay 500 plus to get them uh, tattooed on. Yeah. Which is a good investment, by the way. You should. Do. Have you had to get yours touched up since you did it? No, I need to though. Okay, but once a year, I mean, it's not yeah. bad, and it's not as expensive as it was the first time. Yeah, but see, it. this is the how I think I was the fat girl in a long term relationship. So it was like, although I was insecure and felt like ugh a lot of time around my friends, I was never trying to impress anyone. So it's like I wasn't gonna tweeze my eyebrows off. That was never anything that I was going to do. I do remember like tweezing above my brow, which now is like, whoa. But I really wasn't dedicated enough to the cause. I never would wake up early to curl my hair. I just. You want a dedication to the cause? I took a razor to that motherfucker. (gasps) I had a heavy unibrow. Shout out to my Italian ancestors. And I took it. Shoot, try to get the unibrow off, but I went a little too far over. And I ran down the stairs on the I'm like, Mom, I've shaved my eyebrow off. <laughs> Been filling my eyebrows in ever since. Never came back. Whoa. Know, now they're tattooed on, they're microbladed, but that was dedication to the damn cause. Oh my I God. Fucked up bad. But 
Who 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 were our thin eyebrow icons? You know, who were we modeling this after? Paris Hilton. We can blame it on Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked one. I don't sure. know. We'll call it. We'll call her the. You know who does come to queen? mind? Who was it? Is was her name like Miranda from Lizzie McGuire? <gasps> I feel like she does come to mind when I think of like just perfectly <sighs> black arches. I like don't remember. Maybe it just was like our peers. Well, praise be to the thick eyebrows. We're happy to have them back. All right, Jess. What what was your weekend like? Tell me. Tell me about your. your it was life. good. I um, <clears throat> I attended a wedding as a guest, <sighs> and that's always a treat as I a know. vendor, isn't it? I. <laughs> Don't don't know. speak too soon. I don't know if I've ever been to a Wait. wedding. Wait, what? Not as a vendor. Wait, as a guest? When's the last? Not time you've since gone? I've been a photographer. That's on her. You haven't been invited to a wedding since you've started photography. That I haven't worked. This is no. a huge realization. What? That's a lie. You've been to one. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Holy moly! Well, I like work them because that's that's my issue. Is like you I can't, can't go can't unless I work them. So that's kind of what I say. Like my friend Kristen, when she got married in South Carolina, I was like, "Oh yeah, hey, I'm gonna need to work this bitch if you want me to come, because then I get booked and it's like I can't. Can't fathom. I can't. Well, it's like, it's my livelihood. So it's like really when you turn down. You have to be like really. I have to be really close with with the friends, and I also don't have many friends. <laughs> I've got two friends. I got two friends. Was it Olivia Rodrigo said that? In brutal. Uh, I think it's brutal. I'm sure. Um, I love that you just quoted that. It yeah, makes me very happy. Mm -hmm. Of course, I've been listening. Great, nonstop. Okay. Anyway, so I attended a wedding. Sorry, Rach, you haven't experienced this bliss. That is when you are used to being a vendor and you attend as a guest because you have nothing to worry about but drinking excessively and having a good time. Nice. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself so much that I, yet again... <gasps> I went to a wedding with Josh. I knew you okay. did. I went to a wedding with Josh. You did. I knew you did. I was trying did. to think of people in my world, but no. No, it was but like the, friends is, yeah. of Josh's or other people. Yeah, that was nice. Okay. Okay. Um. Anyways, where was I? I... Yeah, embarrassed myself yet again by doing the WAP dance. Oh, uh, which you did at your own wedding. Which I did at my own wedding. And I feel like it was a one and done there. But you remembered it? Of course. Once you do it, it's ingrained. It's like a TikTok dance. You just know it. And it came on and, you know, Kristen, the bride, came up to me. She just like, she knows that I, I know it and I know she knows it. And she's like, dude, we're just dancing, waiting for the part, right? The one part everyone knows that the From court. The, the top, make it drop. That's so wet. Yeah, so I mean, that's when the choreography comes in. But we're dancing. She's like, I'm like, you have to do it with me. You have to do it. She's like, you better do it. I'm like, you have to do it with me. You have to do it with me. She's like, Jess, I became Catholic for this family. There's no way I could do it. You're on your own. You're on your own. And it was like, right in that second, it was like, from the top. I'm like, I am not going to say no. I just, I have, I'm stuck here alone. Oh, I mean, the bride requested it. 
It was, if she really, I mean, I mean, I don't know if she requested that song or for Catholic me to do the dance for this family. And I mean, I'm I was sorry. Catholics are not the pinnacle of morality. All right. <laughs> Out of respect, man. Oh, Out yeah, of respect for the family. If it was too early in the night, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it was. So, I mean, I hit, I hit the wop. I hit it hard. I mean, tits out, butt pads out, and all. I hit the splits, <laughs> and and I did. And did I wake up with? hella anxiety in the morning because of it yes oh do why? i regret it well, i mean was, was there video <laughs> yes did you get to grade your form how'd it go saw it and skipped right past it was on a snapchat so i said nope, not gonna watch it i mean the reviews, so the reviews were good people yeah. were like oh, that was so fun i was like i in the moment i'm loving it of course but mortified now but well, it's tradition at this point yeah you gotta do Played it at guys. your wedding i might I might don't, whip it out. Don't learn a TikTok dance if you aren't ready to bring it out at any moment's notice. That's fair. Don't. Fair enough. Don't. Okay. Lesson learned. Okay. I have a story from my wedding. Let's hear it. We got another DJ story for you guys. And granted, this DJ was fine, normal. Like, it was so goddamn hot. It was a barn wedding with no AC. But granted, the land was beautiful, so it kind of made up for it. But it was also just like they built the barn within the last 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Put an AC, guys. There's no reason. This is well insulated. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was hot. Dude. So nobody really wanted to dance. And sometimes DJs get really offended by that. But I think he was cool and new. But he did something that I'm never, I'm never, I will never be okay with. I wanted to die and crawl in a hole. Um, so they did the garter toss, the bouquet toss. Mm-hmm. And some DJs, man, then make the girl who catches the bouquet and the guy who catches the garter. Sometimes he, he, they, he makes them dance or take a picture. Yeah. Oh God, this one this made them, he made the guy put it back, put it on her leg. No, 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 Two Genuines, no. my pony. These were strangers. Okay. These were strangers to one another. And oh it God. was, they handled it well. The guy was actually really sweet and was like, it's okay. Oh, yeah. Was like, but I was Cringe. just, I was just like, I, no. In what world are you like, this is funny? Because you could tell that they were like, ha, 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 doing it to not make the whole thing more awkward. Right. But, like, Genuine's My, My Pony is a very sexual song. Provocative. Provocative. And you're going to put that on for two strangers to put a garter on a girl's leg? And she was wearing, like, a short, like, I dress. Mean, sexual tension. And she was, like, hold it. Because she was, like, if she sat down, she was, like, oh, we're just out here. God. We're just out here. <laughs> Badge out. Badge out to a strange man that she did not know. Also, like, what if she didn't, what if she didn't shave and she prefers her legs shaved? What if, you know? Yeah, just what if she's not sweating down there? What if she's chafing? Yeah, just don't. Uh, don't. It was, it was cringeworthy. I did not enjoy it. Um, I saw it at a wedding where the two people knew each other and it was very funny. Yeah. And the bride and groom thought it was absolutely great. Like they yeah, had planned read it. Read the motherfucking room. Read. Ask. Didn't we say that's literally the DJ's number one job? Read the room. Read the room. I wouldn't, I would have been like, oh, it's okay. Like once you saw the awkwardness, but right. I feel like that's the disconnect with DJs, the social yeah, disconnect. This, I know. They just couldn't read it. No. 
Wow. He, he, granted, he was nice, but I was like, Brave this souls. is horrible. This Brave is horrible. souls they were. I know. Don't do that. So, you know, just one thing not one thing that you might need to specify a request if that would make you want to crawl in a hole. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do it. Just skip it. Just, just skip let your it. DJ know. Put a little skip on that one. Skip the track. Okay. Okay. So next on the dirkit. And the dirkit. I feel like it's on brand. It is on brand. For our episode today being fight languages, healthy fights versus unhealthy fights. Yes. To really segue into the stupid fight of the week. Or the not so stupid fight of the week. Or it couldn't be stupid <laughs> or it's very real. Yeah. Um, I'll go first because it's mine short and sweet and yeah. it happened less than a few hours ago. Oh, wow. So I wake up this morning. I'm prepping for the episode. I am going through. I'm like, fight languages. Cool. Um, t- I check in, check in with the good old hubster. Yeah. Joseph. And we I'm know like, him. You, we know him. We love him. And I'm like, hey, you know, like, this is our, our topic for this. I'm like, I know some things that are off limits, but I also just, like, want to check in. Like, are you cool with, like, me talking about this and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, just caught him off guard not sure not the miscommunication was there i'm just gonna tell you that he wasn't really sure what i was asking i really wasn't sure what i was asking either but i was kind of just like i don't want to bounce some ideas off of you like what do you think i should bring up or what fights do you think like people would want to hear of that you know kind of coincide with our fight languages or whatever and he just was like we we end up on a fight that we had a few weeks ago that he thought went really well, and I thought went really poorly. Oh, and so we just miscommunicado. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. And all of a sudden, like he's like, "Well, you know, I thought that went really well," and I'm like, "Well, I, I didn't. Like, I just, I don't see it that way, you know." And he's like, "You got to be kidding me." He's like, "We're fighting about like our fight languages," and I'm like, "I know this is bad." And he's like, "Well, how did we even get here?" I'm like, "No idea." So it just was so funny that we just like bring up fight languages, fight about them. We're like, "Okay, see ya." It was fine though. <laughs> It was just was so stupid and so silly that it was like. Have you been feeling like there have been some more miscommunications in your life since of since the retrograde? Mercury. That was a hundred percent a miscommunicado. Yeah, but I have not experienced anything heavy since then. Like I've in had the retrograde. A few people in my life in my close sphere of people get in crazy fights with like friends or significant others lately, and I'm just like. And it has to do to, from, oh. You know what I, I mean? I'm just, I'm just like, hey, um, yeah, that's just so a- you know, um, Mercury is in retrograde, so don't do anything rash. Don't do anything <laughs> you, rash You want to wait until after the 22nd, I believe. Take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Do a little meditation if you still feel the same. Mm-hmm. Revisit it. But um, you don't, you don't want to make any big life choices. No. When in retrograde. Okay. Exactly. And I don't even know if I believe in it. But we will for this for the purposes of this podcast. Right. I will be witchy for the purposes of this podcast. We love to see that. I, I want to be more witchy. I absolutely I absolutely do. I just don't understand. I think there is a lot to it. It's a lot to it. And I don't want to go in half-assing it. I know. So I, I stick with just Mercury. And we need to get a witch on our on our pod. If you are a witch, please message. Please message. Feel free to join in because we need your insight. Um. Okay. So my fight of the week is it is a weird fight that Josh and I have been having. And it's like he's been weirdly poking fun. But this area that he's been poking fun in is a 
it is a no-go zone for me. Mm. It is uh, triggering me from my ex, a lot of things. And um, it's something that he was seemingly okay with and also something that um, he doesn't need to have an opinion on, which is my fashion sense. I knew it was going to be that. Um, Because you brought this up before. Yeah, so I brought this up before. But he's made comments about these white capris, cream capris that I bought. Which, I'm sorry, you know when you buy an article of clothing and you're like, these are cute, and then you see a picture of yourself and you're like, ooh. Opposite, though. I bought them and I was like, I don't know if these are cute. But then I saw a picture of me many times from behind and I was like, I am hot. They're I fire. Look great. I, know I look exactly. great. You, in these you pants. wore these to the open house. I wore them to the open house. Fire flames. I look great in those pants. Um, and he just doesn't like them. And I'm like, okay. Is this another toad hat situation? <laughs> Are we bringing this full circle for oh episode my two? God. Yes, this is the toad hat is where this started. Yeah, it's not a new, like you said, it's a reoccurring Just fight. Th- this is why the podcasts are important because, oh my God, you, this all started with the toad hat. I can't wait to bring this up to him. But, um, <laughs> so we are getting ready for bed, and I had like done. I don't know. I was like picking out clothes for that day and I had put those pants on the bed. I didn't end up wearing them, but they were still on the bed. And I'm like letting Barley outside and Josh like comes into like our little living room space and he's, I am going to take photos of his office. I'm going to do those headshots for his whole office. And he comes in and he says, Hey, uh, can I, can I ask you just one favor? No, he didn't. He said, don't wear the white pants. Does he not want his work to see your fat juicy ass looking good no because he likes that like he likes having a hot girlfriend that is not something that is in his mind i can't believe him and, oh jess my back was turned to him oh, and i just i completely it's like i get the hot oh like, yeah oh oh you just no. see red i see red i absolutely see red and in my head this is i I'm a grade A psychopath. I am calculating all the things I need to say, all the the way I need to say them. How in a I'm not gonna... nice way, I'm assuming. Oh, I'm going. Oh yeah, Rip, a ripping of a new one. But then he tries to backtrack and be like, "It's a joke. Like I'm just joking. Like like we we made that joke with Jess and Joe and Cat and David the other day, and blah blah blah." Is it a joke? I said, Josh, they're white fucking capris there's no opinion to be had on these pants (laughs) there's no like you don't need and he was just then he like shuts down and he's like we're gonna get into these and so like these fight languages josh does this like deflection thing and he go like he'll start to shut down but then he'll just throw it back at you and he started gaslighting me and I was like, no, this isn't how we talk to one another. This isn't how we communicate. But he was like, you you make comments on what I wear all the time. I said, no, I don't. Please. I was like, name one. Name one time I have. I am a bisexual woman dating a straight-edged white gamer boy. Okay? That chug. is his athletic. Yes. He is so chug. And he knows it. And he loves it. And I... I think a lot of his insecurity about some of the things that I wear is that, like, 
they aren't straight girl clothes and that's something that we can talk about like more is like one of his insecurities is um I think in his mind he's like I don't just have to worry about men I have to worry about women too and I'm like fidelity is fidelity like that's not how this works it doesn't matter like how many people I, I could be interested in like I choose you so I think it's something to do with that but it was like we were just fighting and like laying in bed and I was like it's hurtful when you make remarks on what I wear especially when you've told me that you don't want to do that that you don't think that it's important that you love me for me that like he has had these realizations before but he just keeps like he comes back to them I just want to give you a that was such a good job job of communicating oh Oh, I am not new. To I'm the- not new to this, but <laughs> no, but seriously, that was great, though. I mean, I feel like that obviously was after the fact, which is fine. Yeah. You guys had time to to digest it and think of it. But um, that's huge. That's great. Yeah. And I'm sure that struck something different in him that well, he was he- like, OK, well, I'm sorry I was poking fun. But I can learn a lot from this, too, is because I all I do is poke fun at Joe. It's yeah. literally my love language. Like I do it with everyone. But yeah. I feel like. Well, it's not a love language if they don't receive it that way. Right. So like. We eventually got to um, where he just kind of, like, let down the defensiveness and the trying to back up what he was saying. And, like, um, he he just was like, I don't know how to fight. Like, he grew up with, like, very toxic, like, explosive arguments in his home, broken plates, like, like, not good. Um... I think he talked about that a little bit on our podcast. Like just like a, yeah. there was a lot of, of abuse situations and toxic. Um, and so he has never had this like example of like, how do I have like a healthy and productive conversation with someone when I feel attacked? Because like I, if you do something shitty to someone, you have to own it regardless if you love them, regardless if you didn't mean it that way, like you have to, absorb it and say like oh I I hurt a person that I love and Josh is very uncomfortable with that he's very uncomfortable with hurting people but in the same way like he will dig into I didn't mean it that way you're taking it the wrong way like and it's this like cycle and I think when I have a degree in conflict management what I wanted to do before I got into photography was be a marriage and family therapist which is funny because I ended up getting divorced and had no idea what I was doing at the time but (laughs) the irony the irony for me um but I do find interpersonal communication between human beings very interesting and I try to be able to implement those but it is funny whenever you get an argument like my first instinct is like I'm going to rip him a new one well you're still you i feel like every therapist or psychiatrist out there like they don't go like okay i'm gonna learn you know yeah you're still you yeah and i think you'd be like a robot if you didn't just because you know more about something doesn't mean that you implement it during the right time oh right that would be annoying yeah in (laughs) In my opinion something that i find my therapist says I'm very empathetic, which I think is funny because Laura, my sister, and other people have said I'm not empathetic. So it's really interesting for me to like – but I have empathy with boundaries. 
And so like I put my myself first. And so I set boundaries with other people and I, I let myself feel what they're feeling when it is convenient for me. So I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Boundaries are good things. So we're going to go with it as thumbs up. But I have to like take a deep breath and be like, okay, what is Josh feeling in this moment of and like he feels cornered and that's really triggering for him. Him commenting on my clothes is very triggering for me because it's that it is one skosh away from commenting on my body, mm-hmm. which is something my ex did. And so it's like I don't need that energy. And I think it is also hard. Something that I have to come to this is like when Josh and I first started dating, um, he was like the ultimate hype man. And we're further in this relationship and I know that he loves me and I but it isn't as hype as it once was and I feel like that's that's common like I was talking to a friend too it's like things are different from when the start of the relationship yeah and although that's okay like we're seeing true colors like um we're fighting more you know like that's when true colors like truly shine um you're out of the honeymoon stage I know we've talked about this previously in the podcast but things change you know and also yeah. like you're growing with that person you know things in their life has changed too like yes they can rely on you for yeah for the vulnerability for the for the mean comments because they're taking shit out on you at the same time like yeah that's natural as well but how you deal with that yeah is is important yeah so i thought that would be a good intro that into so good. into our we are talking about fight languages and how to um see you know I don't know. See if you're having healthy or unhealthy fights. Be able to differentiate between those things. This because is also one of a, like I was kind of researching it, and I'm just like it's so subjective. It is. You just like try to relate, and you're like, oh, I I can relate with this, but it's like during that fight, I was oh, yeah. dealing with all of this. And, yeah. You know. So there's just like there is no right or wrong, and like fights are not black and white. Yeah. By any means, but just like learning how you fight and recognizing uh-huh. that and. And trying to get on the same page, I think, is important yeah. to dive into. I want to know. So for you, if you and Joe are having, like, a medium serious fight, right? Something that... Mid-seer. Mid-seer. You know, not something that's going to cause a total breakdown, but something that's, like, maybe you need... It's it's not just a 30-minute talk it through. Yeah. It, it's okay. A, how... What is your ideal process look like on your end? Like, so, what do you feel like you need? It's it's tough. It's something I'm I'm learning and navigating with Joe. It's something different than I've had in previous relationships. Um, I think that I avoid it at first. Like if something is coming up, like I am very much in the way that I was raised, gonna sit on it. Um, I'm gonna sit on it. I'm gonna bring it up at a weird time. <laughs> it sucks so bad because <laughs> I hated when it was done to me as a kid, and I'm finding like. I don't like that. Like that causes yeah. a lot of anxiety for Joe because well, it that's manipulation and that's manipulation that was normalized for you at a young age. Yeah, it was it's catching people off guard and it just but that's like it's so hard because like how do you hold the other party accountable mm-hmm. because like they had to process it within their own time and like you're like I can't rush that for you right. you know and how you wanted to process it is on is on your own time and how mm-hmm. you came up to me might seem you know, a little off, but whatever. Um, But no, I feel like, I feel like communication is hard when we're fighting, to be honest. It's really tough. I feel like one of us is trying to 
is trying to say how they're feeling and it comes off really harsh Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to validate but also like kind of process it in my own time and that becomes like a really bad circle for a long time I think like tips that you know I've heard and like I mean I've been through marriage counseling so like I have a very limited idea of it, but like um, also being on different therapy TikToks and things is like when you're having an argument, being able to in the moment, because that's what that is the key. If you guys are maybe you're having a heated argument, but you're you can have a conversation. There's arguments where you're yelling and those are not. But like when you're having a heated conversation, being able to pause and be like, okay, you just said this. I'm translating it as this. I don't know if you meant it that way, but that makes me feel this way and giving your partner the chance to be like oh you heard this I meant it this I'm sorry that it made you feel that way but this is what I I want you to understand and then it's a lot of yeah because if you have a whole conversation with someone and you translate something as they think you're lazy and you then have this inward like resentment or feeling like they think I'm lazy. They're never going to appreciate me. And you're holding on to that. That's then the next argument you have. You're going into it with they already think this about me. They already believe this. And it's this like never ending cycle of suppression and then over emotion, which is one of <laughs> one of the um, fight languages that I read about in the thought catalog, which is that is that credible we don't know but well we're taking it we're taking it we're taking it we're, we're taking it and we're making it credible right <laughs> so you're welcome with our semi-solicited advice. no i will say that i suck i suck at fighting i'm terrible at it it intimidates the hell out of me um fighting is something that joe finds very normal which is a lawyer so it is something and not that like fighting is his job, but like arguments, mm-hmm. arguments are his job and he's good at it and he's direct. And um, I need some time. I do. I am a walk away type of person or I when I when I feel things are getting heated and I feel like I can't match it or, you know, I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm like, I'll walk away. Mm-hmm. I always step outside. Or if I feel like Joe is getting heated, I give him warnings like, hey, like, I feel like you're getting there. Um, I don't like where this is going. Like, and he doesn't take the break. Yeah. I feel like it's another autism tactic, <laughs> behavioral <laughs> management. But um, yeah, that's when things start to get heated. But I, I, I am really intimidated by them. I'm not good at them. I will avoid conflict at all, at all costs. And that's just me personally. So this stuff is good for me, like, to dive into mm-hmm. in our, in our arguments because. Yeah. I, I mean, Josh is the same way. It. He definitely. Because when he he avoids them because he knows that he doesn't have, like, the skills to accurately, like, like, I mean, we had a conversation the other day. He was stressed out about a specific situation, and he was, like, he just, like, went after me in this, like, I feel like you don't appreciate X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, what? have I what in what instance have I ever given you those feelings because that's really serious that you feel that way Mm -hmm. and I want to know but really it was just like you know taking digs because he was stressed out and he was taking it out on me um you just readjusting yeah okay uh (laughs) I didn't know know if we were doing a pee break or not Not. um so getting comfy 
I think, well, one, I also think it's good that you and Joe argue differently because if you didn't, like, if someone like me and Joe were together, no. No. No, because it would be like two lawyers trying to have a conversation. And when people approach it from the same exact place, it's either great and you get it or it's like, I'm going to stand on this hill and you're going to stand on that hill. And I mean, I know for me, like with my ex, it, we, it was like that. It was like that or I was doing a lot of suppressing. I was like, it does, the constant thought, which is really sad for me to like say and know that I said to myself for six years was the constant thought, like the reoccurring track in my head was what you want doesn't matter. What you want doesn't matter. What you want doesn't matter. So if I felt hurt, if I felt upset, if I felt betrayed, if I felt not cared for, the I wouldn't even begin to have a conversation with my ex. It was just what you want doesn't matter, Rachel. What you want doesn't matter. And I believed that like whole like in in my spirit, I believed that so deeply and it was a lie. It was a lie that I used and he used to keep me in a box. And that isn't love. That isn't communication. No. <laughs> that isn't conflict resolution. That is suppressing your own emotions to keep someone else comfortable, which is manipulative and toxic. Yeah. And now that I am in a happy and healthy relationship Conflict is a part of life. Yeah. It is a part of spending your life with someone else forever. I feel like it's easy to get that the suppression and the pick and choose your battles mindset mm -hmm. um, kind of confused where yeah. you're like, conflict is going to have this one isn't as important. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, you when you know, you know. Yeah. You know, I feel like deep down, if you feel like you're worth Mm -hmm. is not valuable right then then we have some problems but i oh yeah i just don't want to get those mixed yeah up. and what you want does matter what you want in your life and in your relationship and the hopes you have matter if you are in a relationship where that is in question take a peek take a peek take a peek because you deserve like the world you deserve unfiltered conversation and happiness mm -hmm. and if you can't have that um like there are ways to work through that you know like I mean all of us like Jess and Joe and me and Josh are in therapy to work on ourselves and then so we're in a place where we can work with each other because the shit does not come naturally. We are all carrying our own trauma and weird conflict resolution from our parents who had no idea what they were doing. We're doing the best that they could at the time. Mm -hmm. But like all of those like habits that we formed that aren't that weren't helpful to us as kids are falling us into adulthood and into these relationships. And now we're taking a peek. Now we're taking a peek. And, and we're and we're doing the work. Yeah. Because this is something we want to last. Yes, exactly. That's what we all want. And I think as long as we're growing together and um, wholeheartedly choosing each other, that's the point of all relationships, whether that's a romantic partner or a friendship or a relationship with a parent. 
Like I feel like maybe I was just like a child and not really paying attention, but I just feel like everyone painted the picture of marriage being really easy and really Oof. fun. And now that I'm adult and, you know, newly married and you know, my sister's married and everyone giving me some, you know, real honest feedback on it. And they're like, no, dude, whoever fucking said that was a lie. Whoever sold you yeah. that dream was, a, you know, was lying to you. And and not that it's terrible. I don't no. mean that. But I mean, like, it does but require a lot of work. Yeah. Like, like, it doesn't change. In a way, it changes things, but it doesn't change anything. Like, you are still you and they are still them. And you are still two imperfect humans entering into a lifelong contract with each other. That shit is not cookie cutter or oh, easy and, and then, there's no and it's never going to get easier because things add on to your mix right, right. add into the bowl you know the yeah. pot the kids the yeah. the family the you know the in-laws mm-hmm. um life happens you know deaths right. in the family job losses all of that shit it's not going to make anything easier so you have to learn t- to work at that really hard shit together in the best way possible right Don't. right okay okay i know we already entered the meat we entered the meat and we we want to get into some more specifics. Yep. Okay, really getting into the meat, the meat, the beat the meat part, <laughs> the thought catalog review. Right. <laughs> Retelling. But I feel like it's it's accurate enough that yeah, it's and accurate it's enough. and it's relatable and I hope you guys, you know, okay, find yeah. this helpful. Yes. Okay, so one fight language um number the number one, I don't know. One on the list. One on the thought catalog list. Um, is deflection. So becoming completely closed off to any thought or feeling that isn't in their own best interest. Um, at its most toxic, this can lead to name calling, gaslighting, gas or um, getting aggressive. And um, this, this um, fight language also comes with like you kind of got a fragile ego a bit yeah um i would say that josh is more of a deflecting a deflection deflectioner i mean that was a true deflection in the yeah in the close incident was yeah it was just a joke like why would you take it like that yeah why would you take it like that or like right and his i mean again it's like i understand where that comes from i understand it comes from like this not feeling safe not feeling um it, i mean it, it all stems back from safety he doesn't it's a defense mechanism oh I'm yeah thinking that joe does this off rip and then catches it yeah. really quick in the same sentence enough to be like oh wait okay maybe yeah i think they i think it's it's easy for us to do that immediately to protect ourselves yeah when someone's coming at you from left field of course yeah. it's your natural instinct to be like well no you yeah. you know yeah and I think um, people, I was just talking to Jerry about this. I went and she was having a shitty day yesterday. So I just went down and hung out with her and, and the kids. And um, we were talking about like what we were going to talk about today. And we were talking about like that whole idea of like getting defensive. Like, well, they just get so defensive. And it's like, that's a, such a fucking normal thing to be. It's not like a negative thing. Like, don't throw this like, hey, you're getting real defensive. Okay. Okay. It's like, hey, I'm feeling you're putting up a wall right now. If you need to take a minute for us to have a productive conversation, let's do that. Because we're all just trying to protect ourselves. Like that's what our bodies are built for and our minds are built for is just like protecting, you know. And I know like when I – I have more physical reactions than I do emotional reactions. Mm -hmm. So like when I get angry – 
it's like I will start to shake or I will start to like have a ringing in my ears. And it's like I'm not even like my brain isn't even processing. What it's is that like, a physiological response? Yeah, a physiological. I have way more physiological responses. And even like nervousness is a big one. I don't really feel wow. like I don't. My head isn't like nervous, but like I can tell my body is. Yeah. And that's what's really weird. It is weird thing about you, Rach. I remember <laughs> the first wedding I ever shot with her. I was a nervous wreck. I was like, I didn't know, you know, and I know that Rachel's been doing this for a few years, but I was like, do you get, we were pulling up to that girls getting ready house. And I was like, do you get nervous? She's like, nah. I was just like, that is not a thing with you. Like, yeah. even if you were like, you probably wouldn't process it until later no. or like your body would show it. But it was for the weirdest or for the longest time. I was like, this girl just isn't, isn't yeah. nervous about anything. Well, a big, a big example of this was when I um, got interviewed on Ladies and Tangents months ago. And I was talking about, like, um, like body image. And mm. um, I think I was nervous. Like, Jerry and Sierra's podcast had just blown up. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, I wanted to do really well. I was talking about a subject that is obviously very personal to me and very important to me. And um, I was just like, I just blacked out. Like, I remember, like, I totally disassociated. Um, and after it, I just started crying. And it was like, I started feeling everything I should have felt. In the moment. Yeah, before. You know, it's like I should have processed processed my feelings or like I felt a lot of pressure. I felt all these things. And then it was like I started feeling them after the fact. And I was like, this isn't fucking helpful because if I felt it before, I would have been able to prepare better. Yeah. But it's like I think that is – that's just like trauma and like my own personal issues that I've had my entire life. But um, it, it really freaked me out. Yeah. Like Josh really had to like console me because I was like I, – I felt like I was a broken human being. But the episode did go well. So <laughs> in, in retrospect. It was very – we were happy about Good. that. Um, but um, yeah. So deflection, be aware of it. Um, we have second on the list is suppression, which then leads to overexpression. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of like probably women specifically, yeah, will we'll relate to this. This is also kind of like suppression or avoidant. Um, having a meltdown after an extended period of time of, exp- of suppressing emotions. They believe their feelings are not going to be heard or valued. So, like, that's the thing. If, like, you're suppressing, you're like, it doesn't matter. What I what I want doesn't matter. What I want doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. I'll get over it. If I just give it time, I'll be fine. Like, that whole thought process. Um, but at its most toxic, suppressing leads to the exploding. And then getting it swept under the rug. Which I can see, like, that a lot of... I don't know. I feel like I have friends whose like moms have done this for a long time where it's like they suppress all of their emotions explode. And then their kids are just like, and mom's okay now, you know? Right. um, That and which is, and I feel like that's a, like I said, perfect example of like picking and choose your battles or like people just being like, Oh, it's not worth it. Or, you know, this could lead to a bigger fight that I don't want to have that I don't have the energy to have. Right. Um, I have a list that kind of coincides with um, Rachel's thought. 
thought catalog. Thought catalog. <laughs> um, mine's by a marriage therapist called Gottman, and um, we kind of related these two into being the Gottman Institute, the Institute, um, the conflict resolution types, mm-hmm. basically. And another one is avoidant, and we kind of put yeah. these two together. And the avoidant is um, trying to solve problems alone, wait for things to cool down or blow over. And I do feel like I resonate with it's my delivery it's my Mm. it's my fear of conflict is so high that I have to like think it through in a way to deliver my problem to him instead of like and it's and that in a way that's okay it's something I've taken up in therapy that it's I I do have to think about how it made me feel how he made me feel before I say it I don't know why my processing is a little slower in that I guess and it's something that I've learned um, I, to really, I, sp- oh, sorry, no. to really specify what I'm feeling. And that was um, a feelings wheel. And I know this sounds so fucking second grade, but it was so, so game changing for me because the feelings wheel is you can go like, okay, this is how I feel. I feel angry. But within angry, there's like these subdivisions, which are like frustrated, annoyed, envious, or mad, which really kind of breaks things down to be like, I feel yeah, I feel angry, right? And you go to angry and be like, no, I actually feel really frustrated when you do this or mm-hmm. when, because. And that was just such a game yeah. changer for me. It was like, I could really pinpoint how I'm feeling. The more specific you are, yeah. the more your your message yeah. will be conveyed and understood. It's like understood. your surface level emotions are on the outside and then it's like, gets it more specific. Yeah. Right? And um, it's like, I needed time to like process that. And like, yes, I could be avoidant in that, that like, I needed to understand like, oh, I just, I am, I'm feeling mad. I am feeling angry, but like I needed time to really process that. Like I feel embarrassed. I'm feeling embarrassed. Yeah. Like just the more specific you are. I think with avoidant um, conflict structures and I think with other ones, if you're avoiding conflict, is it like, are you avoiding conflict or are you avoiding vulnerability? I think that is an Mm. important thing. Are you avoiding the fight? Are you avoiding the feelings that come with the fight? Are you avoiding the looking into yourself and having them see who you are and see the hurt or see like, what are you avoiding there? Because I think some people avoid raised voices or like heightened emotions, but some people are avoiding talking about their feelings. Yeah. I I feel feel like, yeah, I feel like that's a good mix of both Mm -hmm. for me. I feel like fights in my past have never gone well in past relationships. uh, Fights meant like, breaking up for two weeks on end like my mm-hmm. high school relationship looked like a lot like that yeah so it was like a hundred percent avoiding it and now it's like I know that's not what's gonna happen at the end of it like I do trust yeah. and believe that but I feel like some part of me is still just yeah kind of well, wired like that way behavior. yeah for sure okay next one up third on the list on a docket dominating so people who dominate will hear another person's feelings but they won't actually listen to them. Um, these people can lack empathy at its most toxic. Um, will try to find a roundabout way to convince the partner that their emotions are incorrect. I feel like who's this? This is me. <laughs> this is where I can I can go really quickly. Um, but I do feel like I backtrack. But like my gut instinct is like. Like when Josh made the comment about the pants, I'm making a fucking plan in my head. I'm calculating. I'm, I'm, I'm getting sources out. I'm thinking it in my head. I'm ready to go to court. And courtroom, 
courtroom brown walls and all (laughs) yeah i am i am ready to go and um then it's like i feel like once maybe i tear into him and i see like okay then i see him get defensive and i see his hurt and i'm like okay in order for us to get through this because we don't want to go to bed angry we don't want to be angry with each other we need to get to the 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 meat of it and the meat of it is I do not need you to comment on what I wear. I'm also very curious as to why you don't like these pants. <laughs> I'd like to get to the bottom but of really that. Though. But really, though, um, I want to know and understand where you're coming from. But also at the same time, it doesn't matter because you not liking a pair of pants isn't going to stop me from wearing them. And it's this whole process. And um, I think for Josh, it's going to take more than just like, our relationship to make him feel safe like that's why he's in therapy that's why um we want to go to therapy together because at the bottom line he does not feel safe and um that's not a me problem that's not that's not a reflection on me that's just how he exists Mm -hmm. and he's also a six so it's just the constant state of anxiety for him Mm -hmm. of of worry and um I think there are a lot of things where, like, why us saying these things and doing these things? Like, we don't want you to become codependent on your partner in the fact that, like, you're going to you're gonna try to regulate things for them. Mm-hmm. So, like, with Josh, it's like, I'm not going to go out of my way to make him feel safe heard. And because I do that enough in our day to day. If he doesn't feel this way, it's like he needs to do the work and he needs to be able to verbalize things to me. And there, like, there are some problems and conflicts you have where it's a them problem, not a you problem. Like, they might want you to feel a certain way, but it's like that's – it seems to be how you feel, and that's mm-hmm. a you problem. Like, if you – I'm not responsible for that. And that's a huge, a huge part in a relationship. And oh, like, yeah. It takes a while to get there sometimes. I feel yeah. like for some couples because it's, it's a hard thing to say. And it's a hard thing to realize. It's yeah. a hard pill to swallow. Um, but once you do, it's like we're both we're working on working on excellence on our yeah. own. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. to become better person for that person. Right. You know? And you the sooner you realize that, the better. Yes. The better, the more smooth things will go. Right. Okay. And now we're we're hitting we're hitting the upswing here. We're yeah. we're going into um healthy fight styles i guess um so there's mediating so a mediator has one objection to reach a compromise um in this fight style egos are not easily bruised a person can listen to an argument and then respond with their own um i weirdly am a trained mediator so i do feel like this is where i go so like i start on the defense with the what what do we call this dominating but then I'm like quickly like okay we need to reach an agreement we need to reach an understanding and good vibes again um mediating is the fight language to strive for if you and your partner started off with different languages um and this is kind of how you learn to communicate and I think also like this is fucking exhausting right like arguing it is exhausting and communicating is exhausting and it feels it feels like they should just get it, right? Like, why Why can't we just communicate? Why can't we just talk? Why can't... It's like, because we're different people with different experiences and we need to understand each other. And that can be this, like, 
I think a lot of the times couples are just waiting for it. I don't know if, if people think like with enough time, we'll just things will settle in, you know, maybe we'll just get used to it. But like that doesn't work. Like if you and your person, every time you get into a fight, it goes nowhere. Yeah. I you feel really like, have to work on it. I feel like the sooner you, I mean, go, go off the hinges for a minute, go get defensive, um, deflect, um, dominate, I feel like a lot of people will do that at first because it's a natural reaction. But the sooner you get to, okay, common ground. Well, how do we get to it? Yeah. You know, is like, and the more that you guys can validate when we get to a point of validating, we're on the upswing, right? It's just like how conflicts go, you know? And um, there's always, I mean, and even in behavior, it's like you burst out, right? It's it's when Mm -hmm. it happens, it's the worst, but it's like how you get down to to baseline. And that baseline has to look like, something yeah. we agree on and we even if, if you don't agree on it and you just validate the other's emotions like yeah it's a win and it's important to say like with this mediating it, there's not one mediator like uh, you both need to get there like if you're with someone and you feel like you're doing the work and like they are still flying off the handle and throwing shit and like can't get their emotions in check and you are left trying to like pick up the pieces like that's really toxic and unhealthy like if, but if you're with someone that it's like, man, we really handle this shit differently. We need to understand. Like you and Joe. Like you and Joe really want to understand each other and have productive arguments. Yeah. It's something we, we work on. It's something um, that is is difficult for us. And it's just like, where do we go? You know what I mean? Like, And it's like maybe like the walking away is something that's new that we're trying. You know, yeah. and until things calm down, it's like I can't handle the burst. I can't handle mm. the high the intense emotion so I need to like let's calm down on our own and then come back together for the compromise but um sometimes it's not always going to be like that and that's just yeah something we're trying to navigate um but that's normal work on it if if the want to work there is there then that's good right and our final one is um free communicators so this is basically the people that don't get into the argument in the first place it's your ultimate goal where both people feel comfortable enough to express how they're feeling in the moment they are feeling it or that i mean that could be that doesn't mean that they're not fighting i mean that could lead to a but it means like if you leave the dishes in the sink and you you know the partner comes home and they get annoyed yeah they don't suppress that they say, hey, can we get these dishes done real quick before, yeah. we, mm-hmm. before we watch TV? It's it's staying on top of your emotions and how you feel so they don't bottle up and so you don't explode later. And um, I think a big red flag for relationships is when um, you're getting into the same fight over and over again. That's when I decided to leave, specifically my marriage, because it was like we've talked about this for four years Mm. if it's not gotten fixed and no one's coming to yeah uh, no we're to not an com- agreement no we're not coming to an agreement and um i think it's so important like if you are having these same arguments over and over again and you're going nowhere get a professional's help if both people are open to it but if they're not take a pick, take a pick. i just feel like all in all in fights it's just it's your it's your ability to communicate and it's i mean in this article they do talk about your same style being aligned yeah 
Which is, I don't know. Now I'm thinking back on it and it's like, can you have the same style? Like they're different people. I guess right. it's just reaching that agreement and reaching the ability to communicate, you know, effectively and in a healthy way. Yeah. And that seems pretty, pretty straightforward, but I feel like it's easier said than done. Yeah. I think when you're in an argument, it's so important to recognize and validate how the other person's feeling and being able to communicate how you're feeling. It's important that you feel safe and heard and um, you deserve to be with someone that wants to hear you and wants um, to understand you and um, work with you. Because you shouldn't be having the same fights over and over again. You should feel like you're growing together. You should feel like you're moving forward and getting past arguments instead of circling back. Right. Because that's fucking exhausting. That is. Like we're talking about something that happened two years ago. Yeah. No, I feel like that's, that's the other person like not understanding the other partner's, you know, needs in the relationship and wants and... And how they communicate. I mean, that kind of goes with, they kind of go hand in hand with love languages. It's like understanding the other person's needs and how they give and receive love. Like, yeah, start there. Yeah. And that's not to say that that won't end in fights, but I mean, it kind of helps a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know, when I talk about love languages, I don't talk about this like stereotypical, like the weird Christian book. I talk about like speaking love to your partner genuinely. I don't think we all have one. I think oh, no. I think I don't, believe, I don't that believe that at all. Um, I even when I read that book, I was like, I feel at different times different from different people. You know, like I feel love for my dad when he gifts me things because that's the way that he knows. It's not like he gives me something and I'm like, fuck you, dad. But like if Josh gives me something, I'm not going to feel like it's it's very different. Right? And it could be something you gravitate. Intentions. Yeah. Like I that's why we haven't done a love languages episode because I'm like. It's just loving people well. And that, there's not a formula and what, for Yeah, that. and what that looks like kind of differs. And I do think that you can, get, like, lean more towards one. Like, yeah. oh, someone, sure. like someone who does need words of affirmation being one yeah. of them, it's like, that's heavy on the front. Yeah. You know, like, people definitely need that. Like, yeah. But I think you need a mix of all that shit. Oh, absolutely. Like, how can you just want words but never want quality time? Right. Like, that doesn't make any mean? sense. Yeah. No, I, I don't Yeah, we didn't dive too heavy into that. Um, and I don't think we will just because... It's pretty like everything is really subjective with relationships. So it's just really hard to say like a one size fits all for for one couple or one person. And yeah, it's just tough. So because I think people get really into things like love languages and stuff. And I mean, we get really into Enneagrams, right? Like personality people, man. Yeah, we love it. But also at the same breath, it's like you need more than that. Like go to fucking therapy. Find out why you personally are handling things the way you're handling them because that's um, why what's so cool about therapy it's like not one size fits all it's literally someone dissecting you as you and all of your personal experiences and yeah kind of helping you Mm -hmm. in your you know in your relationship if you're finding it yeah more difficult and i mean jess and i aren't sponsored but i do use better help um that's sponsor us better help somebody sponsor us but in the meantime i think i can send people a free week or free two weeks yeah. So DM us and I will send you a link if you want to try it out. Um, keep in mind, it's an investment in your future. I think that from my, it's cost about as much as like a, a nice gym membership. Hmm. 
you know, like, a, you know, the unlimited yoga memberships and stuff. And it's you're prioritizing your mental health. OK, which it's is what important. we're here to do we're as here. your therapy police, as your therapy police, as your fellow GDI members. Yes. Get the fuck on it. OK, where we want you to be happy and healthy and um, you have issues. I don't know you, but I know you do. And <laughs> um, <laughs> we all have parents, so we all have issues. That's my stance. Love it. So, yeah, we hope that this was helpful. If you have a fight or something that you want to send us, uh, we'd love to read them. I think that would be a good follow up episode to this. And give some. Um, give some semi solicited. We, yeah. we changed it to unsolicited to semi solicited because have, you yeah. guys have really came through. You've and solicited us. You've solicited us into <laughs> giving you advice um, why you take it. Not sure why yet, but um, we are thankful. We are so thankful. Um, that being as said, as always, like, share, post your favorite episode on your stories and tag us this week. Yeah. Um, it's important that you share episodes and, yeah. you know, share the episodes, get the word out there. Yeah, that you like and that um, you want your friends and family to hear about. So, yeah, is that is that all we yeah, got? Passive, passive aggressively send this to your partner. Yes. And be like, hey, hey, we need to get on this. We need to figure this shit out. And if they don't want to figure it out, you're a dud. Take a peek. Dudley Dursley, baby. <laughs> we freaking love you guys. Thank you again for tuning in. This is for better and worse. We out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>